0: What's up, folks? It is episode 129, and it is also Friday Eve or Thursday night for those who like to keep track of the days of the week. And tonight, back with us, our good friend Jason Martinez is back with us. The man is consistently busy with the NHL Flyers broadcast, with the NHL, with the Flyers pre-intermission, post-game, and another show that he's got going on as well that I'll bring up here momentarily. So the man is just crazy busy, but we, we're very happy to have him again for a second time with us uh, as is coming toward the close of the NHL season, at least for the most for the Flyers and other teams as well. But we will talk about the season that isn't and wasn't for the Flyers. But we'll get into that and some other topics. Well, tonight, of course, the Godfather joined us. Dylan joining us as well as he's taking a night off from his Toronto Blue Jays and Debbie over there in Studio B. We are live here at the LG Direct Sales Solutions Studios in Tampa, Florida, where it's a balmy 82 degrees outside right now. Beautiful sunset, and at this point, it's getting a little bit dark down here, but it's okay because it's getting closer and closer to the summer temperatures as we are in the mid 80s this weekend, all next week, and after that, it'll be nothing but the 90s all the way through October. So, and I here in Philly. It was about 71 degrees this morning when I checked about five in the morning. So good thing, at least other than the storms that rolled through, that it's finally starting to get warm up there, except for I hear that something that protects your face is back again. So kind of nuts. The only city right now that's actually doing it, but it's okay. If everyone wants to be protected one way or the other, hey, to each his own. But with that being said, again, lots of stuff to get into. The USFL have brought their mascots out, and we were discussing it prior to coming out on air here. Not the most charismatic mascots, so we may get into that as well. But nevertheless, the USFL is here, so we'll have more football to talk about here in about two weeks. Other than with the NBA, as the Sixers again ready to start the first round in their playoffs, along with other teams. So plenty to go around as we get into things tonight. And with all that being said, boy, we can't wait to get into it. So I'm Angel. Episode 129. We welcome everyone from stateside, overseas, Australia. You name it. Thank you all for tuning in. We do appreciate everyone. And this is Prostree South. And I already see him dancing in the background. It is the one, the only, the Godfather. You know you got to throw your hands in the air like you just don't care, it, but you don't want to do it. I did
1: that already. Thank
0: What's you. What's up? Yeah.
1: Thursday, Friday eve. How's everybody doing? Phil's tied 1-1 in the bottom of the fourth. Toronto, Sixers preview. Game one Saturday. The draft 14 days, two, two weeks from the night. Angel, how are you? Jason Martinez in the house, Dylan. Let's get the party rocking. Let's get some Philly sports talk on the docket. How are you?
0: I'm doing just fine down here in Tampa, having as much fun as I possibly can. Also, for those who are looking for a Tampa Bay Titans game this weekend, there will not be a weekend because it is All Star weekend for your Titans. But you can always catch a replay on TBL TV slash Titans, if you guys want to watch the game from last week, a tight one, the win, 105 to 102, and so good to see that they are now four and seven trying things, trying to turn things around here with Coach Barry, and someone that may know something about that would be our young local Tampa correspondent, slash Toronto Blue Jay, DJ Dylan Drip over here, also known as uh, Dylan. Dylan, what's going
2: on? What's up, gentlemen? How are you today? Happy Thursday. All to all my friends up north of the border who are watching this, uh eh. I'll say that right there. <laughs> and then, uh, but gentlemen, it is great to be with you. Just got done going to the Rays game today. Had a blast, obviously. We got baseball, basketball. We got so much going on right now. USFL is back this weekend. Go, Bandits, baby. And uh, yeah, my Dunning Blue Jays are one and four, not playing too out. And also, the Titans, Pat Burnett, congratulations on getting selected to the dunk contest. That's going to be exciting. Hopefully, Pat Burnett brings home the dunk championship to Tampa Bay with the Titans. So,
1: Didn't you mean go, stars? I mean, not not the not those Tampa
2: Bay Bandits. Uh, yeah, go go go. That the mascot Stars. is, as Angel said, some of the mascots are expiring. That is one of the most uninspiring mm. mascots I've ever seen in my life. So
1: I have to say that Philadelphia Stars mascot is hideous. Yeah, well, that is just if not worse than gritty.
0: Take a look around the rest of USFL. Believe me here, you're not going to be too surprised with the rest of them either, but that's all right. Hey, the first segment here brought to you tonight by Philly Sports Trips and phillysportstrips.com. If you guys need a athletic giveaway, I will put it that way, visit phillysportstrips.com as they'll be heading overseas here in June out to Scotland, if I remember correctly, for the golf outing. And don't forget, as the NFL season starts to roll around, there'll be announcements as far as for meet and greets. And they do a fantastic mm. job for us. So don't forget philly sports Trips.com. We thank our sponsor. Also, you can take a look, again, at their schedule lineup for the MLB season and the NFL season coming up. Yes?
1: Actually, they got a, a weekend trip to Pittsburgh. I forget exactly when. They got local bus trips going down against the Nationals and yep. up City Field to see the New York Mutts. But check out Philly Sports Trips. Vince, they're the best in the business. I actually wanted to say thank you to Vince and Bob Cavanaugh for hooking me up last week at the tailgate. Great tailgate, great food, was a great time. Me and the Philly sports guy hanging out before the big Phil's home opener win. I was a little, I was too much intoxicated. I couldn't even speak in the video, but I'm doing a lot better now, folks. Took me a couple days to, you know, but I remember the game. It was a great game. Sure. Alex Warber leading off with the home run.
0: Yeah, boy, that stomach it went just like that, hun. It's, it's insane how it just went away.
1: <laughs> hey, it vanished like COVID, then.
0: It sure did, but that's all right, though. And by the way, speaking of uh, giveaways and stuff, tonight we'll also be giving away draft party tickets. By the way, you can attend the draft through Trips.com if you guys end up checking out their package out there to Vegas. But thanks to Ducky Cornish, we will be giving away some draft tickets tonight. So we'll have a little bit of trivia for you guys, and we'll get that here momentarily. But – with that being said, and I want to show this because if you guys know the man, love the man, and I'm telling you, he is consistently busy, I want you to get a gander of this because yes, along with everything else, now with a new podcast called Ah Geez, and I can't even say it like Harry Mays does, but here's a clip for everyone that listens to the show also on the audio download.
3: Why get one? And if you're going to get one, just get the one that's going to clear you to cross the border and be there and available for your team. Right. Right. You know, I, I don't care if people get it. That's up to them if they want to get it or not. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. But, um, I mean, he's a huge piece that they're going to be miss- – we're going to talk to D-Line in just a yeah. couple minutes. She's going to join us and give us the download on, on her thoughts on it. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's a weird situation. So, no. So, I you guys can
0: catch, as you see and or hear there as well, Jason Martinez, again, at Jason Mert on Twitter. And you can check out his show, along with, again, the Flyers Network. The NHL Network. I will call it that way, even though it's not. But the Flyers broadcast network. And being that all said, it is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jason. Jason, how are you? Thanks for coming back onto the show. Ah,
3: uh, no problem. First of all, let me just say this: that your monologue to start the show, fucking spot on. It was perfect. That was beautiful. We love the curse
0: thank you oh yeah yeah you can say whatever you want to
3: good fucking spot on um (laughs) every podcast has different rules i don't know what they are they're not governed by the sec so we can say but that was a beautiful open man good job angel
0: thank you thank you i appreciate it i I try to to. work on it as much as i possibly can i just i do like you know when when you're kids you take the uh the old brush and act like it's a microphone and you look in front of the mirror except i don't do the brush and i don't do the mirror i just try to see how it works out and so hopefully it works out the way it's supposed to. But listen, Jason, thank you once again for coming on. And I, I want to say, we'll get into some other things other than just the, the Flyers. Because I, I from what I hear, your musical taste is very close to mine as well. And as we see, now you're connected here with Harry Mays. You guys have been connected before in the past. So it's good to see you guys back again. But uh, as much as you do, obviously with the Flyers, now with, and there's two different podcasts, by the way, you have. Where do you squeeze in between personal family time and not going nuts.
3: Well, I mean the not going nuts part's really not an option. Uh for me, it just I end up going nuts all the time anyway. So um <laughs> you just got to ride it in the best you can, but no, it's busy cuz you know, you're working every day and Look, it's not like I'm out there, you know, pushing a wheelbarrow of rocks up, you know, from one side of a parking lot to the other. It's not heavy labor or anything like that. But right. I generally speaking, I don't do the Flyers Daily podcast until late at night because you got to see what happens. You need to, the whole day to kind of figure out how things unfold to see, you know, cuz that's got to be up to date when people get in their car in the morning. So, you know, a lot and this season's been different because you know, usually in, you know, prior seasons, I'd have a lot more interviews with players and coaches and stuff like that but nobody wants to talk when things are miserable. Right. Right. So, so, you know, I don't burn I don't ask for as many guys right now. So, but I have to figure out an angle to make sure that the podcast is compelling every day. It's, it's a lot like doing a daily radio show, which I did for 20 years, 25 years. So in, in that regard, it's, it's a different kind of like muscle memory and, you know, way of planning and, and doing stuff. But, um, cause if you do one bad podcasts are different. If you do one bad podcast, that people just click on subscribe and they're done, you know? Yeah. So you got to find a way you can't be for me doing a daily. I can't come on and yell and scream every day. If you do a once a week podcast and you know, things go to shit, you can do that. But if you do it every day, nobody wants to wake up, get in their car and hear me yell all the time. So I have to try and remove emotion from it a lot too, which isn't easy, but, um, you know, it, it's, it is busy between doing the flyers daily one. I haven't had a day off since the day training camp began and in, in September. Um, and then doing, you know, stick to hockey live a couple days a week. Um, the live show I do, and then that's podcast as well. And then, you know, we launched odd G's and I think December uh, with Harry and I, and and like that's that podcast is just fun. We don't really have a plan. We just kind of pull up a chair and shoot the shit for an hour and record it and live stream it. You know, that's about it. So, um, so it's not that complicated, but it, it, life can be hectic and coaching and all that stuff as well. It's, it's pretty busy.
0: Right. No, listen, I, I understand because I, as I now officially became a broadcaster for the Tampa Bay band, it's the perfect Jesus. Titans, I'm thinking about USFL for the Tampa Bay Titans, stop it Fuji. because I already know where you're going with that one because that's my mistake there but for the Tampa Bay Titans it is kind of tough because Dylan Dylan was the uh, team broadcaster, then he was hired by the Toronto Blue Jays, so I ended up taking over for Dylan over there for the Tampa Bay Titans but it is true because he said the same thing, like the one thing that you have to do is take away your emotions and it was a game prior to the last home game where it was like, and I, even, I, I said it to the team as well it was like they were playing the Harlem Globetrotters because the second half, the team was just toying around with them for the most part on the floor, and so it was, it was, it was kind of hard to see because I know the other team was having fun, unfortunately at their expense, and you can't put your feelings into it, so you have to just continue broadcasting the game. So I get it, I understand it. It's, it's not the easiest thing in the world sometimes because you do get those raw emotions. But and Lee, by the way, Lee Money, Redline Radio LLC, thank you guys, Ryan uh sean mike you're all for tuning in lee yeah i missed you guys as well so don't uh we'll be back together on the show here uh very shortly but i want to talk about i guess to to unfortunately start off with the flyers here this season and and we've seen i think some bad years from the flyers i want to say jason this is probably the ugliest i've seen this team in many years at least that i can recall
3: yeah it's it's I mean, they've lost 40 games this season for the second time in franchise franchise history. Uh, back in that 07 season, they, they lost 48 games that year, which is, I guess, technically the worst. But this has been different in the sense that you came in with some expectations. I mean, that team came in with a little bit of expectations too. But it's just gone so sideways from, you know, guys not playing well, injuries, key injuries, Um, When those injuries first hit, an unrelenting schedule that got him off it really early. And, you know, obviously, A.V. and, you know, firing the coach. And it's just been the confluence of a lot of things that contribute to a season that's gone this this badly. And, you know, what's the way out of it? That's the thing that Chuck Fletcher's got to figure out. Um, You know, I don't think they're in a position to do this down. The right thing even if they were in position to do it because i don't see a lot of evidence that teams that do that it really works and it's easy to say hey, things are bad right now let's just tear it down and rebuild it well it's easy to say that we live in the moment but to live that is a whole different thing you know that's not easy that's five years of your team pretty much sucking and yeah. while it's easy to say it's hard to live so You know, there's no guarantee. Like, look at the Sixers. They tore that thing down to the freaking studs. They may even tore the studs out. And they haven't gotten past the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, you got Embiid. That's great. But if you're not winning, was that worth it? And, you know, I don't know that they get out of the second round this year. Look at teams like Toronto. They got, you know, they have some great players that they got high in the draft, like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and they signed John Tavares. They haven't won a playoff series in 18 years. You know, I mean. I mean, even look at Colorado, hasn't really done anything with McKinnon, who's been there a long time. And, you know, some teams like Tampa Bay, you look at and you go, okay, with that core, with Kucherov and Braden Point and and Stamkos and Vasilevsky, they didn't do anything until they went out and they got a bunch of role players. Then they won back to back cups. So 18 players dressed for a game and they all play. So you got to be a team. Look at look at Edmonton. They had mm-hmm. five number one overall picks in seven years. They fired their coach six weeks ago yep. and may not make the playoffs. and haven't done anything with McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's crazy to see. So it's a, it's a team sport, so it's different than others, but they got to figure out which way to go because, um, you know, after last year was a tough year, maybe you chalk that up a little bit to COVID. Some teams have dealt with COVID much better than others. I think there's probably a common denominator, I don't know what it is yet. I haven't figured that out. I will. <laughs> but some teams have just seemed to handle it better than others. And I don't know if that's age of players or keep, I don't know. But they have not handled it well. And right now they're, you know, trying to finish out a really hideous season.
1: Jason, just to touch on A.V., do you think he was fired too soon?
3: Um. Well, I mean, we're not privy to the same kind of information we normally would be. Normally, you know, we're in the room as media and i mean i'm not really media i work for the team but we hadn't really been in the room because of covid restrictions you know so you can't have those off the record conversations face to face like you did before but i mean he clearly had lost the team and you know judging by some of the comments from guys like jake voracek and you know av you know voracek said he was a really arrogant guy that's not breaking news that elaine Vino was an arrogant coach everybody knows that, but. I think he started to lose the players in the bubble and the way he handled Hart last year, I think was a, was pretty, was, was something that really kind of lost the team. So I don't know if they fired him too early. I don't know. He wouldn't have gotten this turned around this year. I don't think any coach would have. So um, I think you got to move forward. You got to, you got to figure out what you want to be as an organization, what your organizational philosophy is. Look at all like the great organizations and sports that are repeatedly there and winning like the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Right? You know their you know their DNA, like they don't stray from their DNA at all. If they draft a guy, they draft him thinking he's their DNA, and if he's not, see you later, he's gone. You know they don't they hire coaches that fit their DNA. They hire scouts that fit their DNA. That they know what they are. When you don't know what your identity is in sports, you're destined to be a loser. Flyers got to figure out what their identity is. They had one for a long time, Broad Street Bullies. We all know it. They had to evolve from it. But I think they overcorrected the steering wheel.
0: Nope. I think so as well. And Joey B says, <clears throat> Jason, how are you doing with the post-concussion? He wants to see the goalie mass that took the shot to the face. Um, it's right here.
3: That's this one. And I took it the shot right there. You can probably I don't know if you can see that black mark right there kind of by my mouth. This one's all bent up already from like a, that bend in the bar there. You can see that's way quicker oh, yeah. than the other side. And there's another big bend in that bar. Yeah, my head at my height tends to be in the danger zone quite a bit. (laughs) And I took one. (laughs) I took that one right kind of in the mouth area square about a week and a half ago. And um, I think I'm fully recovered now. But who knows? I've had so many that I don't even know.
0: I don't think there's any
3: like fully recovering for me. My brain's been scrambled too many times.
0: Listen, as long as you're good, that's a good thing. So, if you can remember everything, you know what year it is. I, to me, at least you're perfectly fine. So, that's a good thing. Yeah, but I what, know
3: 2018's the, been a great year so far. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <It's back, laughs> it should be back to 2018. That was a good year. Yeah. But it, I went, the other thing, too, and, and I know mean, you follow a lot of the NHL, the Blackhawks, I, same thing, pretty much get rid of their coach. Now, the Blackhawks used to be one of those franchises the same way that, that, I want to say drafted the right, the right kids when needed, and it seems like they were making strides at the beginning of the season. Now, as it comes towards the end of the season here, they 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 kind of fell off, kind of mid season, went flat for a little bit, came back. seemed like are the Blackhawks just? I would say maybe one, two key players away from coming back to being at least at, at least aiming for contention.
3: Well, I mean they had a lot of turmoil off the ice there. I think that mm-hmm. played into the coach being let go. Not that he had anything to do with it, but. His support, so the general manager and president and those people did. So a lot of times when you lose the GM, then the coach all of a sudden gets put into a tenuous situation. And I think they thought they could compete this year. I mean, why do you go out and trade for Marc-Andre Fleury if you don't think that, right? Right. I mean, he's not about the long-term play at, at his age in the NHL. I mean, he was the number one overall draft pick back in, what, 2003. So he's been around a long time. And, you know, they go out and they sign Seth Jones to that monster deal, which will kick in next year, which and I, I like Jones, but I think the deal was a little, a little out of control. Um, but that's an amazing guy. So maybe they tried to take one more kick at the can, but they're in a tough situation. I don't think it's an easy fix there. Um, they're not one or two players away. They have some, there was some, you know, scuttlebutt out there that the brinkett was available and he may be available in the offseason. So, they may be looking to retool. You know, they're in a little bit different situation. If you're going to kind of rebuild in some fashion, it doesn't have to be a tear down to rebuild, but if you want to rebuild, you have to have contracts you can move. And they yeah, have some should. contracts they can move, but they can't move Taves. They could move Kane probably, but that's a big payday to, you know, not many teams can fit a guy that makes over $10 million a year. You know, they're no, not easy guys to trade. So,
0: the the big controversy was with with goalie with Andre because it seemed like he didn't want to be in Chicago. Was there was there any particular reason why he didn't want to be there? Was it just a city in or the team? Because it, he had a lot of grief in the very beginning, but then seemed to you know accustom himself to the surroundings.
3: Wait, who was it again?
0: Sorry. For Andre Mark Fleury for Chicago Blackhawks when well, he got oh for
3: Mark Andre Fleury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he okayed the trade to go there. Um, and then he wasn't sure if he wanted to waive his no move clause to be traded to a contender at the deadline. But I mean, look at this point in his career, he's like, you know, Pittsburgh lets me go. They exposed me in the expansion draft. I'm the face of the franchise in Vegas. I put roots in here. I've done a ton for this city and you guys are going to pitch me to the curb. Like, you know, Vegas has got a little bit of a reputation of being pretty cutthroat really early. And, you know, guys go there and they commit. And then all of a sudden, you know, y'all you're here for the long term. buy a house, the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, shiny toy comes on like petrangelo and you're gone you're like what's up with this you know and look i understand they're trying to win but don't think that players don't know that don't know that you can go there and don't get too comfortable rent don't buy
0: no that's true Joey b before i turn back over here to fuji but Joey b says uh any thoughts if an organization like the flyers would take a run at i think it's dre settled but i'll uh, if I mispronounce the game I, or mispronounce the game, I apologize. Or McDavid from Edmonton when their contracts are up.
3: Well, I mean, if they get to the open market, there's going to be a lot of teams lining up to talk to those guys, but they're going to be, you know, insanely expensive on the free agent market. They're already insanely expensive. Um, McDavid, I think could end up out of there because I, I don't know. I just don't see how the team is constructed that they can win. And I don't know that the general manager, Ken Holland, has the, you know, the the right tactics to fix it to, for them to win. And eventually, no matter how much you get paid, eventually you'll want to win. So, I mean, I think Dreisaitl would be the guy that would stay there. And I think I don't think both of them. Would the Flyers be interested? Sure. But you have to be in cap position to be able to do that. And if he was coming up, you would start to see teams jockeying for to have the right amount of cap space to be in that conversation to be able to pitch him.
2: Hey Jason, let me ask you a quick question. I'm obviously being from Tampa Bay, being a Lightning fan. We know that the Lightning have been able to kind of build this, you know, hockey culture here in the Tampa Bay area and even now the Panthers are kind of building up a culture, but then you look like a team like the Coyotes who are now moving out of their arena, they've had arena issues, now they're going to be moving into like a college arena which only seats about 5,000 fans. You know, for a city like Tampa and Florida who have kind of embraced hockey over these last couple of years, and especially Tampa, it feels like the last maybe decade they've really embraced the hockey culture down here in Tampa. Why hasn't the Coyotes really worked? What's gone wrong with the Coyotes, and how can they kind of salvage this franchise in order to maybe make it successful in in Phoenix in that area?
3: Well, it's real simple. The answer to that question is win. (laughs) You know, the Coyotes haven't won. You know, they've been – one mess after another. One bad arena deal, moving from here to there, no consistency for their fan base. One one year you're playing in Scottsdale, then you're you know you're moving all over. Now they're this situation with the arena. Frankly, it's embarrassing for the league, in my opinion, that they're going to go play. That's a 5,000 seat arena, but outfitted and you know trimmed out for NHL regulations. It's going to be about 4,000 fans. And how the heck can you have revenue sharing when you have one team in the league? that has a capacity of 4,000 fans. It's unbelievable to me. But it's real simple. The reason why hockey succeeded in Florida, in Tampa, is they won a cup in '04. 4 You know, you had a great core of players with Vinny LeCavalier, Marty St. Louis, Nikolai Hobby, Bullin. You had some great players there that built the foundation of that fan base. And then you couple that with being in the mix every year since they drafted Stammer. Uh, and then you add Kucherov and, you know, I think markets like Tampa Bay do have, uh, have an advantage for the Florida market because there is no income tax. So that's a big thing. So you can pay players less and they still bring home more. Um, And then the other part of it, like Florida didn't have a good hockey culture. They do now because they're really good. Two years ago. I mean, that barn was as empty as, I mean, I was like a cavern. There's nobody there. Yeah. You know? So winning cures all. It just does. And, and Tampa is such a mess. I think that the, frankly, I think the league should buy the team back from their ownership and put it up for auction to move it somewhere proper.
1: Jason, as far as uh, I don't want to spend too much time on the flyers, but where do if you're G, if you're Chuck Fletcher, where do you, where do you start? Where do you begin?
3: Well, the first thing I got to do is I got to figure out what my identity of, as the, of the franchise is. Because I can't hire a new coach. I can't figure out the direction I want to go until I know the identity of what I want the franchise to be. Do I want to be a big, heavy team? Do I want to be a mean team? Do I want to be a highly skilled, fast-paced team? you got to figure all those things out because there's a different coach for every one of those teams. Am I going to be a young team or am I going to be a veteran team that's trying to push all in now? Because there's a different coach for those teams. So you got to figure that part out first and foremost. And then, you know, he mentioned the term, and I keep repeating it, because he mentioned it, high-end talent. They need high-end talent. They traded Giroux. They do need high-end talent. But needing high-end talent and being able to acquire high-end talent is a whole different ballgame. One way to do it is to draft at the top of the draft, draft well, develop, and that takes time. But, um, you know, you can't microwave development. This isn't like a noodles and noodles, cup of noodles thing you stick in the microwave for 60 seconds and it's ready to eat, you know. It takes time. You got to do it properly, and you know you might be able to get involved in free agency. But when you get involved in free agency, that's that's more expensive. On the open market, players get more there, so you're bound to overpay in a in a cap f- world that is going up so marginally right now because of the effects of COVID. So there's uh, he's got to figure that out. He's got to find a way to get a high end talent piece and in this draft uh, coming up in 2022 or the 23 draft. Uh, you gotta hope to get a little lucky with maybe the lottery balls and have a player there. It's you know, in sports, it's not so, so much that you stink sometimes that determines your future, it's when you stink. Like, think about that, right? Like the teams like like Pittsburgh, they had Mario Lemieux and the whole thing, and then they sucked, and then they got right. the number one overall pick and they got Sidney Crosby. Well, they actually yeah, had three. Exactly. I mean, they had a couple really high picks. They had Marc-Andre Fleury, they took an 03, number one overall, and then they took Crosby, and you got but like other teams have had number one overall picks when they stunk, and they got guys like Nail Yakupov or Eric Johnson. And you're probably going, "Who? Exactly?" You know, it's right. so it's not when you it's not that you stink; it's when you stink, and you get lucky with the lottery balls. Flyers got lucky; they moved up from 13 to two in the 2017 draft. Problem was, is that the top two guys in that draft consensus? One of them was Nolan Patrick, who the Flyers ended up with, and right. you can draw back like the ripple effects of the Nolan Patrick draft to so many of the moves that they're and the, the boat that they're in right now. They would have drafted Kale McCarr and they weren't going to draft him. He was a junior B player back then. And he wasn't thought of that high, but had they drafted him, it'd be a whole different story, but it's not.
0: Joey wants yeah. to know if, uh, if you're going to the NHL draft in Montreal,
3: um, I doubt it. Um, I guess I could, I don't know. i I, I gotta wait till the season's over just to, figure out what's coming up for the offseason. But I guess there's a chance I could be there, uh, depending where they draft as well. If they draft number one overall, I think the team would be more uh, more willing to send me.
0: That's right. true. Dylan, I don't know if you had another hockey question before we flip things over to the NBA side.
2: No, 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 no hockey question.
0: <laughs> All right, so now – Obviously the Sixers, as mentioned here, that they're coming in now as the playoffs are getting ready to, to roll off. We know that one player, because of his vaccination status, won't be able to won't be eligible to play uh, when he make the trip to to Toronto. So Doc Rivers, a lot of talk has been going around saying that if he doesn't do anything with the Sixers this year, the Sixers organization could end up letting him go. There's also been other rumors now that the Lakers might want to pick him up since they got rid of their, their coach as well. It, it's I guess it's the bad of both tails here because it seems like to me, I like doc rivers. I think he's been trying to improve his team as best as he possibly can with what's handed to him. And I understand the frustration too, the levels from the Sixers fans, from the Philly fans that they want to see more rightfully. So because he's been there before, if the Sixers do not pass this first round here, and and even with, again, the one vaccinated, unvaccinated player, not making a difference, but will if the Sixers don't pass the first round, is it the end for Doc Rivers?
3: Yeah, I would probably think it is. You got to try something different. I mean, you went out and you made that big deal. You trade Simmons, and you get Harden. Harden, you know, came out of the gates with his hair on fire. He was great. But, I mean, you didn't lose for four years on purpose to get bounced two years in a row in the first round when you have a perennial MVP candidate and Joel Embiid. So, I mean, you gotta be looking at yourself going like, what, first of all, what did we do this for? What did we get out of this? Other than a great player that we can't surround and do things right, you know, to, to put a team on the floor that can have a chance to go on a run and get to an NBA final and win it and win a championship. So, I mean, they've tried, uh, you know, some different coaches, they've tried tinkering with the roster. I mean, the process to me was a, just a fucking joke. You know, look what he yielded. I mean, you got him beat. Yeah, but it's like one out of six. New yeah. Noel. Okay. You know, Jaleel Okafor. Markel uh, Fultz. I mean, yeah. you go on down the line, <laughs> right? Like, and Ben Simmons. I mean, what a fucking mutt that dude is, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is a he well, big is the time. definition of a mutt. And that's what you got out of it. So. You know, you can go, well, you kind of got Harden out of it because you traded Simmons there to get Harden. Okay. I mean, you're not getting Jaden Harden in this prime, and it may not even be close to being enough, and you overpaid Tobias Harris. You got no bench. You got a coach that so often when a team's – like, remember last year in that first round against Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Atlanta would be on a run, and he looked like he was, like, totally betwixt and between, had no idea what to do. This is a guy that's won an NBA championship. But, I mean, if they don't win this, if they get bounced in the first round again, they ought to be embarrassed, and they ought to refund people their, some money. That'd be, they won't. The season
1: but, ticket holders.
3: Yeah, I mean, because because they pulled the greatest bait-and-switch bullshit in the world. You know, so much so they did it four years in a row. The league had to step in.
2: Yeah. To me,
3: I, I believe in sports karma. When you lose on purpose, you're, you're fucking with the sanctity of sport there, in pro sports. It's about winning. As long as they plug in that big, shiny million-dollar scoreboard, it's about winning. And yep. when you field a team to lose on purpose for four years, then you get what you deserve. And don't complain about it because sports karma, I think, is real. And it's a loser's mentality, and they haven't won shit since it went down.
0: Well, that's absolutely true. And I I think when, the same way, too, and, and Pooja, I'll get to you here in a second, but you, know, you get it, it's funny to me when it comes to ben simmons because they, they they have to show him it seems like for every nets game they have to show him whether he, he's got his gold chain on or his sweater whatever case may be now they're saying that he may end up coming back by game four and that's if you know if if they're on the brink at this point to me and i keep saying it over and over again jason to it, and anybody that we talk to on the show here ben simmons to me it's not, he it's not about being in new york to me, he wants to be on that West Coast and that he's putting the same drama that he did with the Sixers with the Nets. Even though the Nets are trying to cover up and they're saying, oh, no, we're not having an issue with them. You know, he said about his back. He talked about his mental health, whatever the case may be. But to me, it's the same nonsense he did with the Sixers. He's doing with the Nets. So the Nets, to me, I feel right now, they're telling him, here's the deal. You got to At least we paid for some of your contract. Unfortunately, the Sixers are still absorbing a lot of the contract from it until it comes to the end of the season here. But for me, it, it's the same same nonsense with Ben. So it's now always are, are the, it's always yeah. something. It's always something. So be are, him. now is he yeah, was he now? They're stuck between a rock and a hard place here at this point because either they bring him on the floor, and then if he comes out and he plays like garbage, and then the fans boom him, we won't hear anything from that because they only talk about it when it's Philly. They never talk about it when it's New York. But I don't think he does anything for the Nets.
3: Me neither. I, I think the guy he he lacks the most important element of an elite athlete and that's self accountability. It can't be his fault. It can't be my fault. Like that's what, you know, his hubris got him out of here because of because Doc Rivers, you know, talked about it and Joel Embiid talked about him passing up that layup and he, he just couldn't take any accountability. You know, if you can't Mm. take accountability and you're not going to be honest with yourself, then you got nothing. And Look, I think no matter where he goes, I don't care if he ends up on the West Coast and on on Neptune, he's got no accountability. He's not a winner. He's a loser. Put it this way. In his only year in college at LSU, he didn't even make the tournament. Don't like 950 teams make the tournament now?
2: Yeah. If he's that great.
3: I mean, how the hell did he not make the tournament? I mean, Jesus Christ. Some of the teams that make the tournament you never heard of. Mm. Played for LSU and didn't make the
1: tournament. Look at the the team up in uh, Newark. St. Yep. Peter's.
3: Yep, exactly. With all the
1: heart they had, first team to get to the Elite Eight.
3: Yep. Yeah, and let's history. talk about F1 in Miami. That's Now we're talking.
0: Yeah, they're going to Vegas. Uh, matter of fact, Vegas, well, it's going it to be uh, the draft. We're already talking about how many blocks are going to blocking off down there because they're expecting a, a more than enormous crowd, almost in Tennessee. So, But, yeah, listen, Dylan and I will make the trip down there in Miami. We'll do some F1 talk. He says you're coming to Vegas in 2023. 2023.
3: And Miami races in like two weeks or three weeks.
0: Yeah, so It's going to be good. And also, by the way, as I'm going to bring it up here, as Joey mentioned, and we we briefly mentioned it before the show started, he said, let's talk about the fastest speed metal drummers. Jeez. No,
3: there's some really fast guys out there, but I don't think that's necessarily good.
0: No, but do you know who, you know who the fastest speed metal drummer is? Uh, no. Mike Mangini. He's Mike Granny's, Mangini. Is he's, that
3: Eric Mangini's brother?
0: It could be. Could possibly Man, be, it's... but I know he was with Dream Theater. He's 50 years old now, but apparently oh, at one yeah. point he was 1,308. What? what was it? Yeah. Some between thirteen and 1,400 beats per minute on the drums. That's insanely ridiculous.
3: Yeah, that's like a sped up video file. That's nuts.
0: Yeah it it's well listen and then you had the kid I, I don't know how old he is now i think when he made the video <clears throat> hot for teacher i want to say i think he was eight years old and even that was pretty impressive when him on the drums he just listening obviously to the music in his ears that was pretty good that that youtube video my god i think it must have gotten by now at least some two million views if not more yeah. but that was uh that was a couple of years ago but <clears throat> i mean that and speaking about yeah there you go joey b says the same thing with dream theater
3: yeah, I'm never a big dream theater guy, big, big into their music. A little too, just lacked a little feel for me.
2: Right.
0: Uh, and Sean says, Glenn has to play Paul Reed more minutes, uh, but I know that when I have it'll never happen. i really rather have youth over an injury player like DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. That's interesting there by Sean. Uh, you just don't
3: have a lot of good options. That's the problem.
0: Nope. Unfortunately, you don't. Now, one question I will say, because I, I briefly saw you had the Metallica shirt on, have you had the opportunity? And I, I went to go see them when they were in New York, when they played with the opera, have you ever had the opportunity, Jason, to watch them play with the opera?
3: Uh, no, they played with uh, Michael Kamen and the symphony orchestra. No, I never saw that show. Yeah. Um, I've seen just about every other one. And funny. I just reached over and grabbed these pictures. So like there's me and Lars and cousin Ed. <laughs> I just oh, found these nice. the other day. And then here's uh. Uh, myself and kirk hammett there you go um uh no i never saw him with the symphony but i i seen him as far back as i think it was 85 when cliff burton was still alive on the master tour when they were opening up for ozzy mm-hmm. and i saw him about 70 times since
0: i went to see him in new york and and i would tell you i it was electrifying because i, I wasn't ex- what i was expecting i guess was completely different. And I'm used to with uh, the way Metallica plays, so it was it was a complete different thing for me. But when you when you can hear it live, I mean it, the band themselves they're awesome. But when you had the symmetry to it, and how in sync they were, it was just it was insane. It it was the most beautiful sound I've ever heard in my life. And you couldn't combine two better things in in one exact night. But it it was I wish they could do it again. I don't know if they they could ever get the chance to but it, it would be great to hear that all over again. It was, that was probably the best trip I've taken to New York and also the worst trip in the same night, because I had to come back to work and go to work at four thirty in the morning. So I was beat tired after a concert, hanging out for a little bit. And then, you know, the hour and what, 15 minute drive back down to friggin' Philly just to be half asleep at work, but it, it was well worth it.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're a great band. They're a great band live too. They just put on such a great show. I mean, they're, they're just so good. I mean, there's, so- so much of their music, I I mean, like when I grab one of those guitars behind me, that's the first thing I play. You know, I'll just whatever riff I'm kind of feeling that day, just plug it in and it lets out of a lot of aggression. And it's always good. It's cathartic.
0: That it is good. Sean says, what metallic album uh, is the most underrated album? He says, I got to go with uh, Kill em All.
3: Let's mm. Kill em All underrated, though. That's what you got to figure out. I don't know that it is. It's not the best album. Master's the best album. but At least yeah. that's what most people think. I my favorite album is actually so I'll go most underrated and Justice for All. That's my favorite by far.
0: Uh, Fuji Fuji doesn't say much, Jason, but him and and Howie they get together ah. usually on Friday nights and they rip it down there at the Financial Field. He doesn't he doesn't brag about it. Believe me, he doesn't brag about it. But it's okay because. Him and uh, him and how they they've become so close down. I'm not surprised that Fuji's not up there in the front office with uh, Harry Rosen. But Fuji, wouldn't you tell him, like the best song you play there on guitar? So, For yeah. me, no. I'm talking about Fuji. I said Uh-oh. he can he can tell you which uh, the the best song he plays on guitar.
1: Well, songs up.
0: <laughs> the Sanford and Son one you like to play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. I don't know how to yeah.
0: play that one.
1: Jay, what's your take of uh, two weeks from the night with the NFL draft and how are we on the clock?
3: Um, I don't know. I'm, I've gone through so many years trying to predict what he'll do and been wrong so many times. It's like uh, you have no idea what he's going to do. That trade where they move all the picks and everything, you're kind of like, well, that's interesting. It looks like such a slam dunk deal in the Eagles' favor that it makes you go, well, what am I missing here? you know, because it's never really that much, that lopsided. So I don't know. I don't know what he's got planned, but they, they got some holes they got to fill. I don't believe in the quarterback that they have, but I guess this is not the year to to fix that problem. And maybe that's really the long-term play here coming into the next year's draft.
1: Well, I mean, they say, you know, the quarterback crap coming out this year isn't that good. Next year is supposed to be better, as they yeah. say.
3: Yeah, but then again, he thought that the quarterback crop that came out in Wentz's year was going to be great, so they moved up to number two, and Jared Goff and Carson Wentz aren't that great, are they? (laughs) Ah, hand in hand. You know?
0: Well, Joey, V says, uh, first of all, he came back with, he said that Iron Maiden was going to come on tour here in the States in 2022 Denver, where he's at, in September 17th. But then he says, he follows it up with, does Dylan even know who Iron Maiden is? Dylan?
2: I, I do know who Iron Maiden is. I'm a big rock fan, man. Listen, I love Metallica. is one of my favorites. Motorhead is also one of my favorites as well. So
3: new wave of um, British heavy metal, there, man.
2: Yeah, I know. And a little bit of ACDC add that into that as well, and uh, we're good. I, I got my rock. I got my rock playlist too, as well. So,
0: so enjoy yeah, Let's rock. As a matter of fact, I don't know if Lee's still on here, and or Dave over there from Maryland Radio LLC. They have. There's a tribute band. That uh that plays just about I want to say between heavy metal to rock to I would not even say soft rock for the most part and I forget the name of the band so I don't know if they're still watching tonight they can mention it they I watched the show that they had about two months ago and did pretty much uh, riffs from all the all the most popular bands and did a, a great tribute to um, they, they went to Metallica and I'm almost certain they went to Iron Maiden I mean the guys ended up doing an excellent job and, and didn't even sweat after like two hours of performing. Took, I think, one break in between, which is about 15 minutes prior to the end of the show. And it sounded fantastic. So, And by the way, uh, Joey says, good job, Dylan. And he was just checking. But it's yes, rock music. Every, I know like every, everybody has a different type of music that they, they, they get into, they get pumped up, they get jammed up. To, to me, I think it, depending on the situation, especially if you're tired, any heavy metal song that you can put on, it, on the radio, I mean, it, it, first of all, it, it definitely speeds you up, at least in my book. It, it can make you go bananas if you want to. And even in the same way, if, if you're stressed out, sometimes the speed metal is the way to do it because you can kind of, as it's speeding along, as sometimes said, it just makes you forget about what's happening in the moment, just kind of cool you down a little bit, cool down the jets. But everybody's got a different taste uh, as far as music. But I, I think rock has been around for so long for a lot of folks. It's good to see that some of the younger generation now are finally getting into what, what the classic rock used to be. And that we still hear to this day, rather than just doing the the, the usual, either new up and comers or someone like, and I don't even know if you can call the insane clown posse a, a rock band anymore. I know they're done, but you know, sometimes they don't, they don't listen to the stuff that we listened to put it that way, when we were growing up.
3: No, absolutely. And my wife, she said, man, how do you listen to Pantera in the morning? I'm like, that's when you listen to Pantera, you need to wake up, <laughs> that'll wake you up in the morning. Dimebag on the guitar and Philip Anselmo, you know, ripping vocals—that'll wake you up in the morning. I oh yeah, I look, I just want to listen to good music when I'm awake, and it doesn't matter whether it's Pantera or Metallica or whoever. It's good. If it's good. It's good.
0: That's good. Food, uh, see. Fuji still spikes his hair when watching Headbangers Ball reruns on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> it could be. It could be a possibility, but no. Listen, you know, it's always. Anything that gets you motivated, and we know, in this day and age, there's so much correction, so much of this, so much of that, so much far left. There's so many different things that are going on that you do have to find, like, some sort of escape, whether it's for mental health, whatever the case may be. But I think you, you have to find, like, a, a good mixture of anything, whether it's, again, music, podcast, you know, a show or something else. Because music, to me, always, no matter what the situation is, seems to bring everybody together all the time no matter what's going on in the world, that seems to be the big thing, especially if, if there's been a big, depending on a tragedy, I will say that much. But if it's, if it's a big life event that happens, it just seems like music always brings things together and, and brings it around full circle. And I think that's probably the best medicine that there still is out there until today. Other than maybe when Fuji goes to one of his amazing rants, when uh, we get into it, but, You know, it's. I think it's. You could never go wrong with music. I. I hope it sticks around forever. I know they try to get rid of it in a lot of schools. They've taken away a lot of funding for it. There's a lot of kids, obviously, that are up and coming through YouTube and TikTok and you name it, who haven't been discovered because they wanted to do it when they were in school and just didn't get the opportunity. But I I hope as the years go by and you know our kids, the next generation, when Dylan gets ready to have his kids, he's only 15 years old, so he's got many years to go before he can have a child. But yeah, you know, it's it's many generations to come before <laughs> before uh we hope that they never take music away from schools because that's that's just like sports. I think hand in hand you you need those in school, especially today.
3: Oh, totally. I totally agree with you. It, it can help you in so many areas too. And it is cathartic. So yeah, I totally agree with you.
1: Well, as you say, you know, music programs in schools, like I you just know, Well, Angel, as you were saying, so many kids have talent that it's undiscovered today. And it's very sad where, you know, these kids can make something big of themselves down the road, you know, a hidden talent or not even being discovered.
0: Just shame, but. Sean says there's a word on Kyle Hamilton might fall out on, out of the top 10 due to a bad 40 time. If I'm the Eagles, I'm getting him at 15. you agree, or do you go another route?
3: Well, I mean, I've always found, like, the mock drafts kind of funny because they're always so wrong, <laughs> you know? Like Mel Kiper yeah. spending all that time. You yeah. know, Mel Kiper, yeah. the, the mock draft 2.0, 2.7, 5.9, yeah. none of them correct. You know. he's like I always
1: always I wondered how Mel Kuiper even has a job. Just
3: yeah, he's like getting, a weatherman.
1: Never I know
0: just, Exactly.
1: And the guy's been getting away with it for years and yeah it's a joke we could all do a two drift and
3: yeah, he's got that, whole sh- do you know. You know, that, that whole shtick in his delivery and you know you know Angel Martinez great up the middle, great over the middle, go to stretch the field, the whole thing, and mm-hmm. you know, at Temple University, you know, all that sh- it's all bullshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Hey Jason,
3: hey,
2: Jason, let me ask you, um, I know that something that came out this weekend that was big, obviously, unfortunately, this was very tragic with the passing of Dwayne Haskins this past weekend. Just uh, terrible news coming out of the NFL, especially for the Pittsburgh organization has been, you know, dealt with a lot of stuff the last few years, but, you know, a lot of things kind of transpired with, I guess, with the way that Adam Schefter delivered his news and stuff. And I'm not trying to bash anybody, at all with you know the way Adam Schefter but you know there's a lot of controversy with the way I guess he delivered the news out to Twitter and stuff is there I mean is there like an etiquette when it comes to delivering news like that especially when it comes to like a death in that situation because that I mean that's you know terrible news especially for how young Dwayne Haskins was and he was just getting his career started
3: yeah there's like a human etiquette you know you don't need to bring up every misgiving in the guy in the announcement that the guy just died when you announced it to the world Like it, it just lacked so much compassion and so much feel, but you know, guys like Adam Schefter, it's, it's all, first of all, it's all a race to be number one, which is a disgrace. Um, They'd rather be first than be right or be, you know, totally locked down on all the things. And, and like all those guys like Schefter and Rappaport, they've all sold their soul to the devil. Like it's such bullshit. You know, I broke a huge story back in I think 2017 I want to say I broke the story that Carson Wentz fractured his back and earlier that day um Shefty tweeted out probably sourced from Howie Roseman that recent scan showed there was no issues you know he's got nothing wrong about an hour and a half later after that tweet came out I broke the story that no nope, not true he actually has a fracture in his back and that. Not only that, but they didn't tell him about it and that he'd been dealing with this for some time. And I had really good sourced information on. it. So I went with it and I reported it. And then about two hours after I made that report, Shefty puts out another tweet, again, prompted by Howie Roseman, who lets him be first all the time, that a recent scan showed a fraction. Well, I was like, well, wait a minute. Three hours ago, you said there was no fracture. And now really? you're saying a recent scan. And it's just it's so obvious these guys are not journalists. They're just carrying the water for NFL GM so they can be first and make millions of dollars. Which, I, Look, if you want to make a living that way, that's fine. But when that happened and people were saying, oh, see, Shefty said uh, and they called your report bullshit. And I'm like, you know how my report's not, you, you know, my report's not bullshit. Here's how you know. I never retracted my report. Never. I never was suspended, fired, or asked to address the authenticity of my report. If I make a report like that on a major radio station in Philadelphia, and it went all over the country, and if it's wrong, and if I had bullshit information, there's a retraction or there's a consequence to bad reporting and slander. And how he threatened me with slander, but I, I told him the evidence that I had and the information that I had that I reported and some stuff that I didn't even report. And I never, I've never retracted anything about that report. That's how, you know, it's true. Sometimes you don't find out the validity of a report in the time that you want it as a reporter, mm-hmm. but in due time, it always comes out. Like when Joe Santa Liquido had the reports about Carson Wentz and everybody wanted to vilify Joe. Then we come to find out all that shit's true. All right. You know, people didn't want to believe it. They didn't want to believe that Carson Wentz had a broken back and they didn't tell him, but I was telling him I had no, you know, why would I get something like that? It's real simple. Why I would get a report like that. I don't report on the Eagles. Somebody came to me because they knew if they gave it to somebody that covered the Eagles daily, then it would have been a lot easier to figure out who leaked the information. Right. The people who came to me, they go, okay, you got a big voice. We want this out there because we think it's bullshit. And I vetted it through all the proper journalistic ethic ch- ethics and all that stuff. I, I mean, I was working on it for days. I mean, I had video evidence of stuff that went to the report. So, but, you know, that's what Shefty does. That's what they do. You know, they're all about being first and cashing that big paycheck. Good on them for doing it.
1: Jason, as you touch on Carson Wentz some you know, Ben Simmons with no heart, and to me, you know, they both hightailed out of Philly. What was your take of the whole Alec Baum being caught on video the other night saying how he hated Philly? You know, then again, he he owned up to it. As I take my hat off to him, you know, him getting a standing ovation. What's your take of the whole thing
3: between the three? I didn't really give a shit because haven't we all said the same thing about this town, too? At yeah. pretty, pretty, yeah, you know, well, Like I've, wa- I've walked out of a few stadiums saying, I fucking hate this city. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? You know? yeah, you're competitive. You want to win. Frustration. I'm not even playing in the game, and I was saying that walking out of the vet so many times. You know what I mean? But, like, I I mean, we've all gone through it here. been like, why the hell do I live here? You know what I mean? This goddamn traffic on 76 or 95. Like, what am I doing? So, no, it was emotion, and but, he's human, so... I had no problem with it. People making a big deal about it, like, no, he's just, and and I I like the fact that he owned up to it and didn't deny it. That's fine, but it is what it is. These guys are human. They're competitors, you know.
1: Well, how many times we got frustrated with any of these teams and say we hate them? Go right back next night, next
3: week. Yep, I'm done. I swear this time I'm done. You're not going to hurt me anymore. (laughs) When's the next? <laughs> you know,
1: I can sit here every week on this show and trash the Eagles and still someday I'm right back there like a sucker. But
3: yeah, hey, jersey on the or, whole thing, foam finger, exactly. Exactly. Gone.
0: Yeah, it's true. Hey, it's, and it's right. It's Tony Bruner's coming down this way, and is the same way too. I as as much born and raised in the city, absolutely love Philadelphia. Will always be home to me. <laughs> But I'm, I'm down here now in Tampa for that simple reason, because I, I just got tired of it. I was like, what, what am I doing here? I learned to make it a bet with my dad. And I don't know if I ever, I, I think I may have shared before on the show, but, um, and, and Jason, I probably never shared it with you, but I, I, one of those things that sometimes you get signs, right? And, and you see certain things and you say, all right, well, this is got to be happening for one reason or another. And the as my dad moved down here and retired down here, he had two choices. One was Hawaii, one was Florida. And when he came down here the the first year, he asked me, when, when am I going to move down here? And I said, pop, not, you know, not now I've got my, my friends here. I got my, you know, my job to hold on yards. I'm not doing it. Then he mentioned it the second year. And that same second year, I would see a different Florida tag every single day, which is the most bizarre thing. And I started getting emails from VisitFlorida.com, which I never signed up for, but I did tell my dad that if the Eagles ever won the Super Bowl, I will move down here, And that's exactly what I did in 2018. I came down here. It'll be at the end of this month. It'll be four years. I've been down here. Four years.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes but, you, you got to read the cosmic stars and what the universe is telling you.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joey B says, are you are you planning on writing a book from all your NHL experiences behind the scene?
3: Oh, Joey B, you know me. There's no chance I could write a book. <laughs> 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 I somebody would have to ghostwrite it for me.
2: <laughs> Take our conversations
3: says, and convert it into some kind of book that makes sense.
0: <laughs> Joey B he says Fuji refused to move to Florida. Inflation has caused sunscreen to become too expensive. <laughs> ah, Joey B, good lord, is a great friend of the show, but he always comes what? out with something. But but no, I'm the I'm the same way too. With Alec Bohm, He's going to stay out of frustration. He knew at one point he may not even made the trip with the Phillies because when they were down here in Clearwater, they were saying how they wanted to leave him in the farm system for a little bit just to get his mind straight. But, I mean, they sent him up to Philly. It, it, everybody's not going to have a good night. We all know as Philly fans, we we always expect more. No matter what it is, we always expect more. And, yeah, the, when we had Lester Goodell on not too long ago, she had mentioned sometimes, too, that obviously we're, we're too impactful on the fans, you know, or, or on the players, and that sometimes we have to watch what we end up doing because we're human as well, just like you said. I mean, they're, 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 everybody's human. So it's tough. You know, it's the beginning of the season. I don't know what the Philly faithful expect. I mean, you're not making a 15-0 run in MLB. I mean, it, it's far and few in between where half of these guys start out 5-0 for the season. But it's a marathon. We all know it. We'll see in September what this team looks like. We'll see at the All-Star break what his team looks like. So I, I don't worry about that stuff either, but uh, again, we had USFL is coming around the corner. These goofy mascots. I don't know if you've had any opportunity to see any of these mascots, Jason, they're absolutely ridiculous, which I also don't understand. Why do we have to have mascots with the USFL? It just makes no sense to me.
3: Uh, you know, look when Gritty came out, like I got blamed for that. Cause I get blamed for everything that's seemingly negative when it comes to the flyers. Um, I didn't even know that at that time, that 29 of the 31 teams at the time had mascots in the NHL. I didn't know. I'm like, really? Yeah. I didn't even, I had no clue. And, you know, a lot of times you have like the flyers created the mascot because they wanted to depend on the alumni a lot less guys like, you know, the old broad street bullies that they were trotting around everywhere they went. So they created the mascot for kids and stuff. It took off obviously to more than that, but I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even pay attention
2: the mascots. Angel, do I need to bring up the Philadelphia mascot for those Philly fans out there? No.
0: Uh, Absolutely
2: not. (laughs) I got you.
0: It just it looks like a blob. It makes no sense.
2: That's the leading name, actually, for the poll. So blob is the leading name. So again.
0: (sighs) If Uh, you can see what Joey B wrote down here at the bottom.
3: uh, I... He probably doesn't want me to say Azerbaijan as myself, though. I got to do it as a one of the shitty imitations. Of, probably the cuz would be good for an F1 race in Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> I can see anything in Azerbaijan this weekend, Bo? Don't they call that Baku? <laughs>
0: cuz is absolutely great. I mean, it's great to see the fanatics still around. I've seen the guys all at the other side of the street as well for, for 94 WIP, but uh, one thing before we, we start wrapping things up here I, and and you mentioned, just like when you mentioned with Adam Schefter and everything else, it, it, it just seems like, and you're absolutely right, when a journalist excited a house, no one wants to do the job anymore. Everybody gets paid to, whatever is put in front of them, that's what they read, that's what they go by. No one puts in the hard work like we used to see before when, obviously, the local newspaper used to come out. And your local beat writers, you know, they, they took the time, get the stories, make sure they got the right information. Now, and, and I'll take for example, when Tom Brady supposedly you know, had retired and it didn't happen in the whole nine yards, and then ESPN still ran with it all weekend long, well, he thought about it. Well, maybe he's thinking about it. Well, maybe we don't want to be wrong. And then finally when Tom Brady decided to do it, which I didn't believe by any means he was done done because he's not going out on a losing note. I just find it funny that these guys, they don't do the homework anymore. All they do is they, they read off the teleprompter And and just like you said, they get paid, you know, millions for it. What happened, Jason? I mean, where's the disconnect? Why? No one does the work anymore. Everybody just just wants to get paid.
3: Yeah. And I don't know when it happened or why it happened. And you you see guys getting paid that go in that direction. You got to do the homework. You know, like if I showed up for a radio show every day and wasn't prepared, how the hell am I supposed to? to do a show for four hours. Cause you know, to do it, you've got to, you've got to be prepared. You got to be ready to pivot. You got to, to know where you're going. And if, you, if things change on the, you know, at, at the drop of a dime, you got to be prepared to do that. And that's just because you're living it and you're prepared for it. If that happens and you got to be able to enter like broadcasting is not about knowing what Mike Trout hit in 2018 and what his war was broadcasting is about entertainment and being able to entertain and it takes time you need a lot of reps to get to a point where you feel comfortable enough to be authentic to do it but um you know i don't know so many of these people they think that it's about that and you see too many people succeeding with a lack of preparation and that's even more discouraging
0: it's true. It's a shame. Well, listen, Jason, thank you for taking the time for coming back on with us again. Uh, we hope that the Flyers season next year will definitely do a 180 compared to what we saw this season. But you can never give up hope because I know there's been rumors where people saying, why don't they just sell the team? And you know, people are going to come out and say whatever they want to. They're going to put blame on others. But hopefully the Flyers get that organization turned around. But uh, thank you again for coming on with us. You guys want to follow Jason, always at Jason Mert on Twitter. You guys can check out his great content. And like I said, the man, it, like many of other people we've had on here, I think he may get about 30 seconds worth of sleep before his day starts all over again because Lord knows you're constantly running. But we appreciate always the content. We appreciate everything you put out there. We appreciate especially your hard work and your honesty, Jason, because it, it goes probably beyond words that I can say.
3: Oh, I appreciate that. Anytime, guys. Thank you. We appreciate it. No
1: Thank problem. everyone
0: else, don't forget – Kendall's Crusade, save the date. It's coming up real quick here, May 31st, the second annual Kendall's Crusade for Leslie goodell's daughter. Uh last year was a major success. She's still looking for sponsors to help out throughout the uh throughout Kendall's Crusade. So please check that out as well. And don't forget your Tampa Bay Titans are off this weekend because All-Star Weekend, they'll be back again. So check out the schedule. Go to TamabayTitans.com for the latest schedule. Also, even though Fighting Freddy, this has passed on so March 26th, you can still donate and help for the fundraise for the Burns family. So, Fighting Freddy. Uh, uh, Fuji, I know that you're, you're are our friends up there at Edge of Philly Sports, but exactly where could they reach out to make sure if they want to make a donation?
1: I believe you can reach out to edgeofphillysports.com um, Al Zafiri, Tom Kelly, and those guys, I believe they're Still taking donations. I was actually at that fundraiser for a couple hours. I mean at the prizes were phenomenal, you know, great turnout. I believe it was close to a sellout. You know, it was just a great time. You know, you know, people coming together just for little Freddie making donations, and you know, it was you know, it was some big names like Ray Diddinger, Glenn MacNeil, Rob Motty that came on and you know just was putting it out there for that cause and you know which was very amazing of those guys to do and you know i believe like i said go to edge of philly i believe you can make a donation
3: you know what ray diddy said about it absolutely glenn <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not forget also you guys for Tampa Joes go visit Tampajo's.com and or in person at 9316 Anderson Road and beautiful Tampa Florida hops going to jump from the airport check out their great food liner from lunch to dinner their beers on tap. And also the home of Philly of the South, where you guys can watch every Eagles game if you're down here as well, which we saw with Philly sports trips when they came down. So we do appreciate uh, everyone who tuned in tonight, along with LG Direct. We do appreciate it. Uh, Jason, once again, thank you. I know you got to jump off, but uh, appreciate it. Have a great night.
3: Thanks, boys. See you guys. Thanks, thanks yeah. again. Have
1: a good
0: one. And well, look, it's our guest. Once again, he's there. Well... Oh. <clears throat> One more comment here coming in. And by the way, uh, Joey B, take care as well. Thank you very much. I'm off to my beer league game. (laughs) Thank you, Joey. Have a great night. And uh, we're supposed to give away some tickets tonight. So a quick question for those who are still viewing and listening in before we sign off here. By the way, also thank you to, again, phillysportstrips.com, Big Star Sports dot com take a look at the content you guys can go to our website as you can see there in the bottom just under our guest and in his name broadstreetsouth.com that's broadstsouth.com for those who are listening on the download side of the house but i guess for the trigger question to give away four draft tickets tonight for those who are still watching what is keith Byers? no do i want to go keith Byers? No, let's go with Seth joiner Seth joiner's number on his jersey you guys got about, uh, I don't know, obviously about 10 seconds or so here. No one answers it. Then we'll save the tickets for Thursday. Or sorry, next Tuesday. Jay Am Daniels, by the way, will be with us on Tuesday. What's that?
2: My eligible? Just kidding. No. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nope. But Sean chimed in real quick here with 59. You got him. Yeah, exactly. So, Sean. Bingo. Sean, reach out to me on Messenger. I will send you four tickets to the draft. And thanks to, again, Ducky Cornish for making that happen. Thank you, Ducky. We do appreciate it. We will give away some more again Next Tuesday before the draft. And by the way, we will not have a draft show on the 28th. Mm-hmm. So um make sure you tune in next Tuesday. We'll have Jay Daniels. And then the following Thursday on the 21st, we will have Seth Joyner on.
1: Well, I was gonna I was gonna chime in on it, but you beat me to the punch. So yeah. Number 59, all pro Seth Joyner will be Super Bowl champion, Seth Joyner will be joining us at 8 o'clock next Thursday. Should be a very interesting show, Seth, putting it right out there. Not pulling any punches on my boy Howie or Jeff or the rest of that Eagles front office. Putting them all in check.
2: Fuji, was he on that 0-3 team? What, say again? Was he on that team that the Bucs played?
1: No, he never played for the Bucks.
2: No, I'm saying, was he on the team that the uh, that the Eagles played against the Bucks in 03 when we beat them?
1: No, nah, he was retired by then.
2: Oh dang, I was about to say you could ask him what was what it was Wait, like for the to Eagles, the Cardinals, the,
1: the Broncos, and the Packers, and he got a ring either with the Packers or the Broncos. Can't man. remember one of the two. Hi, right, Lori. Thanks for tuning in. Doing pretty good,
2: man.
0: Lori, it's been a while, but thanks for tuning in, and for everyone else, thank thanks you for tuning for all in the as support. well. Yes indeed. No, nope. yeah. Eagles, Eagles Mania is definitely the place to be. Uh Ducky says I have nine more tickets. All right. Ducky, don't forget. Well, we got four we gave away tonight, so we're gonna give a boatload more here before the draft. So I do appreciate Ducky for, for hooking us up with those tickets. And uh Sean, like I said, just reach out to me on Messenger, and then I will make sure you get those tickets as well before the uh before the draft starts. He got the ring with Denver, Fuji. One
1: more time. Oh, okay. Next. Yeah, I got. It. Just checking the Phil score. Marlins four, Phillies one. Bottom of the fifth.
0: Yeah, it's funny how it's it's the Mets and the Marlins for some reason that that's the the Phillies' crutch. I don't understand why, but I you know that, that, I, that yeah. you
1: know, Florida's owned this Phillies team for years. I don't know what I don't know what spell they have over this organization, but. They just, the Marlins just always seem to be a thorn in the Philly side for years.
2: Angel, before before we sign off, I just want to say uh, good luck to my Dunedin Blue Jays this week. We got some big games against the Tampa Tarpons this weekend. I will be at the game on Saturday, so uh, I'm excited for that and uh, come out to any of our Dunedin Blue Jay games. This next week, we got the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles, so we're going to be knocking it out of the park again steve you are when you're
1: changing the scoreboard are you actually physically doing it? <laughs> Boog, I'm, not the scoreboard
2: <laughs> guy. Boog, I'm not the scoreboard guy anymore i'm dj dylan drip i'm the music operator now i, I thought you you just had the uh
1: scoreboard that was job. my
2: spring training gig this is my minor league gig
1: bro. Uh i don't know you're doing a podcast you're Titans basketball, you're you're all over We're the no map. Long-
2: there. Titans basketball, no longer. I'm, I'm doing a know, podcast. But,
1: yeah, but you're all over the map in Tampa. I don't know. You're hard to keep up know. with. You're it's a man
0: of man many hats. <laughs> it's the man on the go. That's just the way it is. Listen, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back Tuesday night with Jay Daniels. Tuesday night at eight o'clock, followed by Seth Joyner on Thursday at eight o'clock. So, have a great evening. Have a great Have a weekend. weekend. And by the way, what's the weather going to be like back home there, Fooch, this weekend?
1: It was beautiful today, 83. I heard well, it. Really after, cared, it cooled down after those thunderstorms we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Supposed, Weekend's supposed to be nice, but with all that that cold front coming in from that blizzard out in the, the Dakotas, supposed to probably be in the 50s come Monday again. So this is short lived you can you can enjoy that humidity in Florida right
0: now. It's okay. I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. And we'll be down there at Clearwater Beach this weekend. So it's, it's well, well worth it. A nice little break away from all the crazy, be. busy madness from what's going on between the studio It must be nice. Hey, hey, listen, I don't want to hear it because there's been many a times where it, you already know I, who uh, your contact is to get up and down. So I don't want to hear it. Don't want hey, to hear listen,
2: it. Hey, it listen, was, it was pretty cold, granted, last Saturday. It was freezing out last Saturday. Well, we yeah, it was. DJ. It, was
0: it, it was cool. Yeah, it was. Well, it was windy too. The wind didn't help last weekend. It, it was in all weekend long. I mean, we had some blustery winds around here. It, even the flagpole outside we had to take down because of the wind. How strong it was. So yeah, it it, it, was, it was definitely pretty bad. Was, uh, was, Sean, <clears throat> 10 ten four. I'll make sure that you'll never uh, you'll get hooked up with as, that. So thank as, you, Sean.
1: As far as the flagpole, is that an Eagles flag or is that a Buccaneers? Tom Brady flag. <laughs>
0: No, right? Is See, it I had to
1: get my shots in before you start. Yeah, that's where we yeah. stopped the show right there. That's where exactly. no, Easy there, D- Dylan Drip. <laughs> Don't let it drip, my man.
0: No, it, the American flag is up there on the pole. That's what's up there.
1: No, I, thought you had, I thought you had Brady 12 in the Buccaneer colors. No. Flying high. There's
0: no one here, at, at anywhere around here, that even has that around here, so no. Now
1: what? Never know. I could find out exactly where you live, pay them off, take that American flag down, and you'll come out the next day with that Brady twelve <laughs> hanging, and then I'll get evidence of pictures on you. Yeah,
0: and then I'll find out exactly. There's only one person that would have to do that, so that would be you. So yeah, thanks for no thanks. It's all right.
2: <laughs> it's no, all right. All right. I'll, get you.
1: I'll get you back from that. That picture of me and Brady. <laughs> the day the Eagles. The Dead Eagles won the Super Bowl, and I was uh, a few
0: wins. Yeah. That's all right. Listen, keep them, just keep them filled up there on Facebook. i am gonna sure I'll keep grabbing them and throw some more instances up there. Right. <laughs> but anyways, right, for Dylan Spaulding, also known as now DJ Dylan Drip, by the way, is better than DJ Kitty out there for the Tampa Bay Rays, because I think it's the worst mascot name possible. For Debbie Over and Studio B, by the way, uh, my lovely girlfriend – is having a birthday tomorrow which is tax day so happy birthday to my lady for happy tomorrow
1: birthday,
0: and uh for the godfather thank you sir once again the appearance we got one more comment coming in before we sign off uh and Dougie says you just saw it so yep well next tuesday so save it save the question Dougie, for next tuesday well well with what i send you as a text just save it and, and just wait for everyone else Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. We will see everyone come next week, Tuesday night. Thank you again for everyone downloading the show. And by the way, 352 downloads the other night, a complete record. That was for Leslie Goodell's appearance. We do appreciate We have climbed over 4,000, 4,300, matter of fact, uh, downloads, the most in one month, over 1,000 downloads. And we can't thank you guys enough for listening to the show, whether it's on iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, It's available anywhere you get your media. It is available. So we do appreciate it. So, With that being said, once again, everyone have a great weekend. Have a safe one. And we will see you all next week.
1: Go birds. Go Phillies.
0: Go (laughs) Phillies.